Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Dave Lorenzi, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart, as we step up and in and try to put everything together in these uh, very, very uh, difficult and crazy times. Uh, we had a conference call with all the major sports commissioners over the weekend with President uh, Donald Trump, although there really hasn't been too much news that yeah. has leaked out of that uh, conference call uh, that they had uh, but we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, we want to wish uh, the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart, a happy birthday once again. We did on the last show, uh, <laughs> but it was his birthday over the weekend. Yes. And uh, I spoke to Cam on Saturday night, and he was about 24 beers deep, actually. How did the uh, the night end up, Cam? Yeah, sorry, Gabe. It was the craziest thing. I was talking to you, and I didn't even look at my phone. So I'm like, hey, hey, I'm going into my other fridge for a beer, and then my phone cut off. But, I don't know. Did you hear the end of the conversation or how did it go? Like, it just cut off. Oh, it didn't? I'm like, Lisa, Lisa. I was like leaning over because she's got a fridge right on her side of the bed, right? Where I keep my extra stock. And uh, yeah, hold all on, of a sudden. You, you guys have a fridge next to the bed? Yes, we do. Don't you? <laughs> don't I? No. No, honestly. That's you awesome. know how nice it is? You know how nice it is to have a, You can keep beers in there, water, wine. Uh, I got everything there. You know, sometimes when... I don't care about eating in bed and stuff like other people. If you want to have some cheese, you know, hey, everything's great, Gabe. But you got I, I'm going to give people a personal tip. Just get a little fridge in there. It's really good for emergencies. And uh, I, I, I prefer, like, I don't want to think about this. If I had to get a drink in the middle of the night because my tap's busted, uh, you see my house, it's falling apart. I'd have to walk down all those stairs and I'm wasted. I could probably fall, go right through the drywall. It's very safe in bed. I just kind of lean over, get my drink and... And it's always cold. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing, too. Everyone's so worried about this coronavirus right now. I thought about that. I'm like, man, I don't want to twist my ankle now or do anything else and have exactly. to go to the hospital. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that would just add uh, to, to the misery. All right, though. So speaking of the misery, we're all in sports misery uh, right now. They're, listen, last week, almost every day for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about leagues plans. Ooh, they want to quarantine 800 people and put them under a roof. And... and Guys, as as time passes, I think we all start to realize just how ridiculous it is. And in fact, listen, word was with the NBA going into the weekend, they were ready to tap. That basically they were coming to the conclusion, we can't quarantine people. It doesn't work. I brought it up, if you remember. I said, LeBron James isn't going to do this. Exactly. He's not going to leave his family and be quarantined. Uh, and I brought it up. I said, maybe some young guys wouldn't care. You know, Trey Young or something, if you're in the playoffs, he wouldn't care. But... The vet guys aren't going to do it, and it was already pushed back about it. And just logistically, it just, it's not, and it, it's funny, Cam, because we go from, well, they want to play in Vegas, they want to play in, um, they want to play in Atlantic City, they want to play here. The latest plan is they're trying to put together a game of horse. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're going to put it on horse. Yeah, and it's actually a pretty cool idea. Um, so this is where we're at now, guys, with the NBA. They're working on a game of horse amongst players that would be in different gyms. They wouldn't even be there. So it'd actually be pretty cool. A guy would be alone in a gym in his backyard or whatever. He'd take a shot, talk some smack, and then they'd go, all right, what you got, LeBron? LeBron would be in his backyard on his own hoop there. He'd take a shot. Yeah, it would actually be fun. That's something we could bet on. You know what I'm saying? That's not like I would be like, all right, who's going to win a game of horse? I'll take Durant or I'll take Van Fleet. You know what I'm saying? Like, It's like a three-ball competition almost. It's actually fun. But I bring this up, guys, because it goes to show where the NBA's mind is at now. They're not trying to put together playoffs. They're like, you know what, guys? Let's try to put together a game of horse and put it on TV. And you know? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care. Like, I'm an older guy. And like you, here's your, here's your thing. When the hell are you going to have time to play video games and simulation with all the shows you're doing? And watching Kevin Durant play... Uh, Xbox or any of these, it doesn't do anything for me. It's a it's a video game. I'm not a gamer. Sure, we'll call our old buddies to bet on War of Worlds or whatever damn thing. They got League of Legends, you know, Visit Chachi and the gang. But you know what? I'm, it doesn't float my boat. 
When I watch a horse race, it floats my boat. When we got money on real things, it floats my boat. Sunday golf, I'm 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 all in. The problem with these games, they're video games. I don't care about an NBA player playing a video game. I don't even sorry. watch it. No, it sucks. I watched it a bit. I'm like, get, get I don't need to. Yeah, I, you know, listen brutal. for younger people that are into that stuff. Yeah. I get it, and I'm not yeah. opposed to it. You know what's cool? At least the NBA players are out there. Exactly. Where are the NHL players? You know what I mean? Like the NBA guys are online. They're answering. They're hanging with fans online. They're okay. taking questions. They're doing videos and stuff. Where's all the other athletes? You know what I mean? Like that's the thing with the NBA. They get it. And like I said. Like the NBA, every day they're active. Hey guys, let's try to do this. Let's try to yeah. do this. let's try to entertain some people. Let's do this and that. So I, I like the game of horse idea. So I was very excited on Saturday morning, and no no one broke the story. So I and listen. I, I was angry about that on Twitter, and I was like, guys, so you have Gary Bettman, Roger Goodell, Rob Manfred, Dana White, Vince McMahon, the commissioner of the WNBA, the MLS, basically every freaking league in the world was on a conference call with Trump about the sports, like all right, what, what's going on? And no one reported it. We found yeah. out like 20 minutes before, oh, there's a conference call in 40 minutes or whatever with, with all the sports owners, uh, the commissioners, et cetera. And so I was like, all right, good. Like, you know, now we'll wait for stuff to leak. Then we find out Trump told everybody it's off the record, that it's not for public consumption. Then if you're Trump, then why the hell did you guys release the call? Hey. <laughs> Why did you tell us there was a call? And then, like, everyone excited, all right, we're going to get some news out of this. And we don't. But once again, I'll give credit to Adam Schefter. He was the only one after that he got a little out of it and basically said that just if it was, Trump told on the call the NFL. Yeah. And that's all Trump cares about. You think Trump cares that they play Stanley Cup? Like, he doesn't care about any hockey. Like, yeah, it's so obvious. Yeah, it's yeah, like, like Bettman is wasting his yeah. time on the call. I know. It's like, NFL football will be played. Other leagues, crickets, tumbleweed. Like, it's so, <laughs> this guy is so, so transparent. All he gives a crap about is football. I don't even think he cares about college football. It's just N NFL. Like, he seems college like an football, NFL. He would only because of the um, the South, right? It's big yeah. for him. It's going to be bad if it's not playing. But the way things are going, there's not going to be college football. Like, I'll tell you that. Now, NFL has a chance. It's hard to predict what's going to happen six months, five, six months from now, obviously. But it's not it's not looking great. So all we really got out of that was Trump said, listen, we think football will be fine by the time September comes around. But a lot of medical experts aren't agreeing with that, basically just about the testing. And we talked about it, about if you don't, if you come into contact with someone that has it, everyone that needs to be isolated for 14, 21 days after, yep. it's impossible to have a sports league, guys. It just is. Unless there's rapid fire testing for everybody, it would be thousands of tests. Logistically, I think we need to bite the bullet. And I'm just being real and say, you know what? It's not happening, guys. Like, like no. let's hope for the fall. Sort of like Fasano's guy, Robin, uh, Robin Leonard, he said it. He said, oh, no, 0% chance. I just hope he, <laughs> he said that two weeks ago, if you remember. Yeah, Robin Leonard. He said 0% chance there's NHL hockey. He goes, I just hope we can play in October. Yeah, he's on top of it. I got to tell you something, though. It's interesting. Whose stock is rising between me and you over the last couple of days? Schefter. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a guy that, like, you know, we went from, yeah, whatever, Schefter. Like, I watch NFL Network all the time, too. It's like, ooh, it's not really a breaking story. Like, easy stuff. Like, But I'll tell you, the last two, only guy to get that, which is a huge story, plus, and him ripping the league and being real, plus. Like, he is really, like, stepping up in these times. He's doing a good that, job over the yes, last week. Yes, he is. So, yes. yes, he's the guy. I, I expect something will leak from it eventually after a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, it's not top secret classified. Supposedly the call was pretty fast, and it, you know what I mean? There's not much to say about it, unfortunately. It is, listen, it is what it is. We are where we're at right now. But baseball, let's get a little baseball right now because we yep. have a baseball update. Yet they, Ken Rosenthal, who's also a great reporter, yep. Ken Rosenthal's great, and Rosenthal wrote an article about how Baseball was looking at the same thing. They were thinking about, like, basically putting half the league in Florida and the other half in Arizona, maybe, and spring training complexes. No fans, spring training complex, 81-game season. And they were looking at Arizona because um, they think, well, it's not a hot spot now, but it could be. Yep. And basically, and Ken Rosal, smart guy, went on to state, inside sources of baseball think it's next to impossible. 
Like they were basically like, yeah, we'd like to do this, but then they're like, how the hell are we going to quarantine? There's 25 guys on baseball teams. That's another Plus thing. managers, like managers, like, clubhouse personnel. It's not isolated suddenly. Exactly. Plus baseball, you're all out there together. You're in the dugout. You're on the field. It's just, you know, in, in theory, guys, I think baseball is almost going to have to think like, you know what? We can't. We're not doing it. So let's plan for the 4th of July. Let's have a home run derby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm dead serious. Yeah, and, nope. and different places. We'll have one guy, sort of like the three. We'll have a camera, one guy smashing bombs. Let's go to Vlad Guerrero Jr. shot here now. Guerrero's in a Dominican crushing balls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're going to have to. Like, we're not playing baseball. I, I don't, I personally don't believe so, Ken. The problem is, Gabe, with that theory, all baseball parks have different dimensions. You got to make sure if you have a home run competition, all the parks have to be the same for the footage and all that other stuff, right? Don't you think? Like, and it's it all even, becomes a challenge, Ken. Yeah, like, I'm going to tell you. with the horse stuff with the NBA. Yes. They were like, uh, but broadcasting, it becomes a challenge, having crews everywhere. It just adds up to a lot of people. It does. Too many people. And, and we have to be real about this. And we're saying this, and I know we're not, uh, you know, going to bring doom and gloom to everybody. And I really like the comments from the listeners, you know, during this time. They really enjoy the comedy and us, you know, keeping it real. But we also have to understand the severity of the circumstances. Gabe, we don't have vaccines. We, talk, we talked about this on your, uh, on your show last night, Saturday night. You have to get one, test it, make sure it doesn't have side effects, and you have to do that a lot because if there's any little thing that you miss in the laboratory that will make it worse, we will not have a pandemic. It'll be an absolute disaster. So Exactly. It's going to come back. There'll be a second wave. And, and put yeah, it in context, guys, China... China, you know, yeah, they started it, but, and they actually shut everything down pretty fast. It's a dictatorship. They can do what they want. Like they were arresting and like people were disappearing in that coronavirus, more yeah. an arresting type thing. Like yeah. they were pretty serious about trying to shut it down. They sort of did. They, they uh, tried to open up uh, their basketball league. Just like we talked about with WrestleMania, it turned into a disaster cam. Like guys had it. They didn't know who had it. It started to spread again. They opened up like a shopping center in China. After two days, they were like, holy crap, close it now, close it now, shut it all down again. And I think people need to realize, yeah, we're in for a long haul here, guys. Otherwise, this is going to be something that they're going to be talking about in 200 years, how it wiped everything out. Like, it's it's that severe right now. Got to stay inside, everybody. We'll do our best to entertain you and try to get uh, get through this. So a lot, lot of stuff to get to, though. I want to get, we could continue our movie talk, actually, but the best sports betting movies. Uh, Mike Blewett will step up and in uh, as well. We've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of questions uh, coming in uh, on Twitter um, at Sports Rage at Cab Stewart live, and it's funny because you brought it up. You don't want to watch uh, video games, and somebody asked Pasco Sports goes, "Would you guys rather watch a live video game or a replay of a real game?" And I brought it up last week. I'm not even big on replays. I am not either. Like I don't mind classic games. Like, yeah. oh, man, like, you know, the 1980, like, whatever. Like, you know, I don't mind classic Rose Bowls and classic, real classic games. Yes. But I don't like just, oh, they're showing, they're replaying the playoffs from last year. And listen, good for them. They're playing yeah. the playoffs. I'm a Raptor fan, and I'm not even watching it. I know. I know. We won. I'm not, I don't like living in the past. I got two, like you said, I'm a busy man, even though we're in lockdown. But I would, I, I don't watch live video games. You know, you, you know. I, like yeah, you said, I'll bet on Counter-Strike or something, but... I, I don't sit around watching live video games. People really like that stuff, though. Hey, whatever floats your boat, right? Like, when I play, watch it, I don't get the zing and the zest that I get from watching a horse down the stretch, uh, basketball game, hockey game, college football game, NFL, all that stuff to me, like, my radar hits 10. That stuff, I couldn't care less. I can't play video games. God, I was playing Arkanoid and, and Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man. Like, I, this new video game stuff, like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, some people... I guess it's a good time to learn, but me and you are still doing shows and stuff like that. You don't got the time in the day to get good at these. Remember when we worked with Camera True, Drew, and McCormick and all these guys? They're playing like 2K hockey. I couldn't even get the puck off them. Like, it's just, I, I'm an old guy. Like, I suck at these games, man. It's just, it's pathetic. But I will say this. They had the World Series win of the Blue Jays against uh, the Phillies, the Garner game. They showed the Atlanta series. That's cool. But, that stuff that, like that, cool. yeah. The college, they have, they have had college... Uh, football classics, but you're right. Sportsnet and TSN are showing this Raptors run, and I just remember, it's not the same as watching it before. We know what happens. It's like, yeah, you said it. It's almost too soon. 
It's you get my soon, thing? exactly. Like, 10 it's years from now, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'll watch that. I like to watch the Kawhi shot Philadelphia game. Right. I don't need to relive it. I don't live in the past, really. Classic. Exactly. Like, Classic. It's got to be like a stew. It's got to it's gotta simmer over. Well, they... They, the term classic gets tossed around loosely nowadays, right? Everything's an instant classic all the time. Right, you're right. Um, here's a good question, actually. I like the name, too. Mr. Bill. From uh, Mr. Bill, how many drinks does it take you guys to relax at night or in the morning or whenever the hell you guys start drinking? Now, I don't drink every day. Yeah. Right? I, I only, I'm like a once-a-week type guy or, and then even um, like three times a month. I usually take a weekend off or something. So I don't, I'm, I don't drink daily. I'm not a casual drinker, even like where I just have a couple of beers with lunch, like some people do. It's bad. I'm more of a binge guy. Yeah. I, I cannot drink for like a month. Cam, no, I don't drink for like six no. weeks sometimes. Then I'll get blasted for two straight days yeah, in Vegas exactly. or whatever, right? Exactly. So, if uh, you did that every day, you'd be, God, you'd be a god. Yeah, exactly. So but, to be honest, to say to get into the groove, it would, you know, quite a bit, guys. Like, I agree. It takes me like... You know, 12 to 14 drinks to start to get it going on a bit. I like agree. if I drink six drinks, like I drink a bottle of wine, nothing. Ah, uh, you know, I feel all right, but yeah. to really get going, like you know, 12, 14 drinks type thing, I'd say. Yeah, like last night when you called me, I actually like counted. I had 25 beers, so that was from like the afternoon or whatever. I, I almost, I think you I drank my stone cold sober. Drink, I drank myself sober. Like I was just kind of, hey, oh, that's the worst. That, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. It, and I just proved my point last night. Beer is not drinking. It's just like, if I drank 20 things of double vodkas, I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be, uh, the party would be over. But no, the beer, the beer and I, you know, I swear, it's a great story. Um, I know we're going to a break in a minute. Yeah. Here, looks like you're sweating that beer out, though, actually. Um, uh, it was Brian Burke. Brian Burke, the uh, longtime hockey guy, hockey analyst, uh, general manager, et cetera, Berkey. So he's in Vancouver when he was with the Canucks. And buddy of mine in the, in the media, my buddy worked in like the, uh, the play-by-play booth. He was the guy that sat next to the play-by-play guy yeah. and plugged everything in and sort of, you know, great job he had, right? He did it for the Vancouver Grizzly games too. So the play-by-play guy was buddies with Burke and they went fishing, all right? So, and, uh, they're, so they're going fishing on the weekend. They invite, my buddy gets invited. <laughs> right? We're going fishing with Brian Merck, right? So it's real early, man. They meet at like same thing. They meet at like 5 a.m. They're all right. They're out there. Burke's there. And they're all there. And start hey, early. <laughs> Burke, Burke had 48 beers. He had two cases oh. for himself because he had two cases. And he said to the other guys, Where's your beer? And they were like, well, we got 48. He goes, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> like, uh, where's your beer? Right? And they were like, all right. So they got four like they brought. They, so he insisted that, you know, you're not cutting into his, his beers. You know what I'm saying? So he had 48. The other guys, my buddy's not a massive drinker, but he can drink. Basically, my buddy starts throwing up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get on the grid, SportsGrid. I am Renzi. I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. So... I'm just talking about uh, so beer is and drinking. So Brian Burke at the time, general manager of the and president of the Vancouver Canucks, and um, so they go fishing. Beautiful fishing out there in British Columbia. So they go fishing, and things kind of get rocky. They're drinking. My buddy leans over and <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he goes, go. all right, yeah. And Burke's sort of giving him a dirty look. Yeah, I like what he's Burke's boat, right? So Burke's yeah. sort of like. Give him a dirty look. And yeah. For a record, guys, Brian Burke's a hard ass. Like he's one of the more harder yeah. ass guys in sports, he's right? Old school, old school hard ass <laughs> guy. So it's like drinking with Bill Belichick or something. So Burke sort of looks at him. So they get off, they get back to shore and stuff. My buddy's all disorientated. He's like, he goes, Renzi, I drank like 18 beers. I never drank that much. I drank like 18. He goes, Burke must have been like 42 deep. Like he <laughs> yeah. literally like crushed two cases. Burke is like stone cold sober after, all right? 
Yeah. They get they get back to shore and there's a cottage there and stuff and there's a little town and whatever. And Bert goes, all right, girls. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, goes, exactly. <laughs> goes, all right, girls. He's all like ripping them kind of. All right, you guys. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, all right, girls. He goes, uh, let's go. Uh, go, you know, go change. He goes, I'm gonna take a shower and change. He goes, we're going to town and have some drinks. And, <laughs> and, I love this guy. Yeah, yeah. And my buddy says to him. He goes, drinks, like, he goes, we just drank, like, 108 beers, Burke, right? And uh, that's what Burke tells him. He goes, he goes, beer is not drinking. <laughs> that's and the best line. Burke goes been. in and, like, comes out, like, of the cottage type thing yeah. with a bottle of scotch. Oh, God. And he goes, this is drinking. Yeah, scotch and, is Like, yeah, he goes, beer is not drinking. Like, no, and, beer's not drinking. Yeah, Burke <laughs> explained to them how that like beer is like drinking a soda. He goes, beer is not drinking. You're he right. goes, beer drinking beer is like drinking a, a seven up or a, a sprite. I agree, like, right? I could and then the best is Burke ends it. He tells my buddy, he goes, Don't worry, Jerry. He goes, I nearly threw out myself out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the seasickness, right? But I will tell you this. I will tell you this, man. There is one type of beer that will screw you up. And I, I don't get drunk off beer, but when you go to a bar. And you don't know that they've cleaned their lines. Craft beer can make you go loco because yeah. you don't know what's in it. Uh, like, do they check it? Whatever. Like, I've been to places where I've had like three or four drafts, and yeah, I get all weird. Yeah, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, draft beer. Be careful. Well, with of it. course, of course. There's the beer uh, that my father used to crush, and it ended up crushing him. <laughs> was uh, the Fendel Mount? Oh yeah, uh, called End of the World. Yeah, it's it's even got game. You know, the devil in the back, like the the logo of it is like hell. Don't drink <laughs> any bottle that has a picture of Satan on the bottle. That's a good tip. Like like they're kind of warning you. Like yeah, listen, we're gonna mess you up. All right, like you can't. Oh, I didn't know. It's like dude, like you said, the devil with his pitchfork is like smiling. Drink this. <laughs> so, guys, it's like a beer. It's like fourteen percent alcohol or something. Like, like you drink it, it's it's strong, man. It's thick, right? You drink it and. It's like a crap. It's like a hipster crap beer, but for hardcore people, yeah, yeah. You drink, yeah. You ain't drinking twenty four of those, Cam. No, it's a good point. And there's another beer, Facts. Like Facts, be your resume. They have like super Facts. It's like ten or twelve percent. That stuff, yeah. Like those beers, they're not beers. They're wholly different. But if you drink, no, it's, a what, it's like that stuff I drank, man. You had one too. Was that uh, that Steel Reserve stuff? Remember, I was drinking that. Steel Reserve is basically poison. They're trying to kill off the poor population. Right, I drank, I drank a couple of those. That was the time I told you, I drank, gang, I just got up. I said, talk so much yourselves. <laughs> Steel Reserve is like basically like, if you drank those every day, your death rate, it would just accumulate. They do. The guys on the street outside 7-Eleven, they crush them for breakfast. It's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> they really they really do. They crush them. They crush them uh, for, uh, uh, for breakfast. All right. Uh, Parker, uh, Parker. Uh, what up, Parker? Regular viewer. Shout out to Parker. Uh, do we think the NFL can start in September uh, if they can't have training camps like in 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 the summer? Which is a good point. No, I don't. My my gut instinct is no. No. No, they can't. I, I think the NFL's in trouble, guys. The NFL. No, the thing is though. The, you said it, like Trump, everybody else is going to try the NFL. Oh, they'll like, go to hell to high water. Like, they're going to have meetings. Like, like do you think the NBA is busy now? You wait for the NFL's emergency plan. They're going to come up with every Tom, Dick, Somebody and Somebody had a line that they said, Goodell told them, basically, we're going to Mars if we have to. Like, yeah. they're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to, like, yeah, yeah. Like, the NFL really would be insane enough to say we're building our own town. Like, we're building a dome. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're... There's billions of dollars at stake with the National Football League. Like, billions of dollars. Joe Buck said he thinks baseball will play. Uh, Buck said there's so much money at stake. But Buck was the, the 81 game stuff and no fans and at the spring training and all that. Guys, football is such a challenge. Essentially, uh, you know, I want to be the, you know, don't shoot the messenger here. But the, the bottom line is, guys, until there's a vaccination, and not a even a not a be all end all vaccination. Anything that'll yep. sort of all right. You're not gonna. Everyone's not gonna die suddenly if this you go outside, right? People have it now, and it's you know it's called the herd immunity. So basically, we all got it, and it's like all right, you know, it's, it's sort of spread out now, and we're used to it in our system, etc. 
That's not going to happen. You see what a deadly virus this is. So, you know, I saw basically at the soonest. And guys, vaccinations, they take time to test. So at the soonest, it would be ready in December. And then it would get into testing. So like, you know, 4,000 people would take it or something only. Yeah. It wouldn't be mass. Like we're looking at basically 18 months away till it's mass distributed. And like massive team sports, it's a problem. And, I'm, and listen, I'm not a doctor. I don't have to be. I've told you guys, right? We, we, we've been talking about what, you know, the doctors have said. The head of the yeah. NFL told the NFL legal counsel, we can't, we're not going to be able to do this unless we have tests for everybody all the time. So by the time and you can't isolate people all the time, like basically it has to be Cam, where if you came in contact with someone with coronavirus now, you have to be isolated yourself because you can give it to people. So we can't do that and play sports leagues with 53 guys on a team. It'll be constant guys being in quarantine all the time. So they're going to need rapid fire testing and the tests are at a premium right now. And it's yeah, Lee can't hoard, uh, you know, 82,000 tests to play a bunch of games, guys. Right, we're getting ourselves with football, but and the answer is no. Like, if they can't have training camp, how are they going to play football? I got to tell you something. So, from your timeline, not just this year, next year's seasons are toast. What are they going to start these leagues? Hockey, basketball, whatever. They can't. I'm almost thinking the NBA starts at like Christmas type thing. I'm sort of thinking next yeah. year, yeah, like Christmas, January. I don't know, like, you know, I, I listen, guys, I hope I'm dead wrong, man. And I hope it, so, yeah. I hope it's so not, too. Like, it's getting worse, guys. Yeah. Like, in the United States, it's getting worse, all right? It's not just New York now. It's it's bad in a lot of places. It's going to get worse in places. It's, you know, we're in for the long haul here, guys. It's going to be a fight. I mean, it's 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 too bad. Uh, you know, really, we have to worry about staying alive and being healthy and your loved ones. And sports going to have to wait right now. It's just, it is what it is. I don't want to sound like callous and I'm not, but think about all the generations, like our parents, you know, there was world wars and grandparents and stuff like that. This is our generations, like, like that. This is the thing, like other than nine 11, which was the worst, like I'm saying we've been fairly lucky with like, you know, sickness, illness, pandemics. We've had uh, vaccinations for a lot of stuff, Gabe. This one's just crazy because it gets in your lungs. You can't breathe. That's the problem. So they have to do their due diligence. All right. This next question is a fun one from Pete. Pete. Uh, what up, Pete? Pete's a great guy. We met Pete. He's come to our live shows before. Um, what's the worst sports logos uh, of all time? Well, I'll tell you right now, both Los Angeles logos. Oh, they're awful. They suck. Like, dude, the, 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 the Rams logo, it looks like the, it looks like a logo of like the the morning breakfast show on a local yeah, KTLA yeah. or something. Yeah, Welcome yeah. to KTLA inside the community <laughs> and like dun, 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 dun. like I can't I'm Kent Brockman and comes up and it's blue and yellow like it's like guys the Rams you had one of the coolest logos of all time you have one of the coolest uniforms of all time you never wear it you you, you, you like I don't understand now you change your logo for some reason because you're going into a new stadium you're in the same damn city and at the same time the Chargers change their logo they both suck. Those yeah. logos blow. The Chargers logo just could have been simple, but those little extra bolts in it make it look amateur night, like a kid drew it up in art class. They, they have a real problem. I'll tell you off the top of my head, worst logos, the New York Islanders highliner guy when it was around. The Fisherman's and, Wharf, that was bad. Yeah, and the current ones, the Minnesota Wild jerseys, disgusting. Like, they should come up with something new. It's just weird, like a it's kind of a mountain head with trees and stuff in it. Like, I, I know what they're trying to do. I don't think that one's very good. Who would you say is the worst in the NBA? I would say, who's got horrible uniforms? The Orlando Magic. Uniforms, yeah, so. they're kind of, they're, they're more like a, a D-League, a Gator yeah, League. Pinstripes don't work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. Pinstripes, like, this, uh, it works for the Yankees. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not into pinstripe and basketball jerseys. You know, that, that Islander stuff was atrocious, though. It that was, really was up there. But the, the Rams stuff, it's not even looks, it's not even professional. Like, uh, it's not even, like, professional. You know, that's what I don't understand. Like, you can say, um, you can uh, say, well, I don't like the logo, but it's slick. You know what I mean? It's not what I yeah. like, but it's slick. This isn't slick. Like, you're an NFL team. Like you said, like, it's just, it's Bush League. The, to me, off the top of my head, too, the Islanders and, and the Fisherman's Wharf is the one 
uh, that comes to, to, to the top of mind. And right, there's, a, there's a Sabres one that's kind of like the Rams logo, the Buffalo Slug. He looks like a slug with the little thing. Like, guys, you have a nice uniform, a big round thing, the Sabres. You know, like, don't mess with a good thing. They try to get creative, and they look like idiots. You and I have talked about it in which the uh, the NBA, and I like this, I love the NBA. The NBA tries, they're progressive and stuff, I get it. But a lot of those new NBA jerseys, Cam, the alternate jerseys, they're, oh, they're awful. Like the Brooklyn awful. Nets, man. Like, you guys are playing on a great court. If I was the commissioner, I never would have allowed that great court. I'd be like, you can't play on a great court. It doesn't look good. It I doesn't agree. look good on TV. And now you guys are wearing great uniforms on a great court? What are you, stupid? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's dumb. And like you said, I remember you were flipping out about the Utah ones. You're like, what the hell is it? What, do they think they're the Phoenix Suns now? I mean, they're all orange and red. Like, oh, Jazz, you don't roll out in Phoenix Suns colors with Utah. Like, skits, come on, man. These guys, I don't know who's who's doing this stuff. They should, they need new gigs. <laughs> that Utah uniform blows. Uh, no, there's, there's been some bad, there's been some bad, um, uniform changes over the years listen I'm, I, I'm a big fan of of uniforms and they've gotten progressively worse right yeah. like there's no individual character of of teams anymore they're all basically you know what I mean like the NFL jerseys they're all the same I don't like like they have that little collar thing and like I'm not a, you know what I mean the jerseys seem to be going in, in the wrong direction but like I said it's hit or miss Ken some of these new NBA jerseys are cool Right, and younger people like them, right? It's you know, not yeah. only about us. I don't right? care about us. We're mid forties, uh, like we're older guys. If the kids like it, sure. <laughs> and the thing is, let's just call it out for what it is. Some guy is a collector. You just keep on making bad jerseys because he's a fan of the team. You'll get every one. Just a license to print money. All right, we got a shout out uh, from a friend of yours. I think you know uh, you you did the show with him. A little wrestling talk here. You did the show. The ref, Jimmy, Jimmy Corderas. Corderas, love Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy says hi on Twitter. What's up, guys? Uh, Jimmy's a uh, WWF, uh, WWE slash WWF old school referee. Um, he was involved in some big matches. Too. I like, know he was. He wasn't like Earl Hebner that he got WrestleMania made events, but he seemed to be there for like legendary nights. Like, I didn't realize it's like weird things in the business. It was like, oh, yeah, he was there that night. He was in the ring that night. Like, he's been there when weird stuff has happened. Yeah, you know he's well-respected with the rest of the community. So I feel bad for Jimmy right now, though, because he's getting it the worst. Like, I don't go on Twitter all the time. Do you see what he's dealing with? WWE sucking. Like, he works. Like, he still does stuff. It's like all they do. Like, they've, he's not had one message saying, hey, Jimmy, hang in there, buddy. We love you. It's just this product blows. No oh, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he likes like, it. He yeah, goes I, along with it. I, I see. He has fun on Twitter. He's heal on a couple people, which I've enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. I like what he tells people. Why don't you explain to me what the wrestling business is about? Exactly. People are like, you don't know anything about wrestling. Yeah, yeah. The guy was a referee on tour with these guys for 10 years. I think he knows. I like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Guy was a referee, all right? Like, he knows everything. He knows, how, he knows how it works. He knows how, he knows everything about everything, this guy. Um, so, but it was because I tweeted out. I said, damn, they're fighting in a fake cemetery. It was the Boneyard match with The Undertaker. <laughs> and uh, I, it was really interesting, actually, because, you know, WrestleMania went down. Obviously, no fans. It was pre-taped. And you and I have talked about it. WWE doesn't work without fans. It's so built on the fans. Their wrestlers are too much characters, and they're, I don't know. It wasn't working. Even though I tuned in a bit to WrestleMania, and I was like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. But when I saw it was The Undertaker coming up, I was like, all right, Undertaker, I'll watch this. But so I didn't know. So it was cool. It caught me off guard. I didn't know it was Cam, a boneyard match. Love it. Love yeah. the boneyard match. Boneyard match. So it wasn't in the like in, in a ring or anything. Like they it was like on a set. Like they built like a cemetery. Awesome. But like with a with a barn. It was very like Friday the 13th. There was a barn and like, you know what I mean? It was creepy and like. But they called it a cinematic experience. And I didn't know this, like, going in. So I, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, basically, like, AJ style, like, uh, real cool. Like, uh, so, like, they're, they meet in the cemetery, all right? <laughs> so, like, the hearse shows up and stuff and the oh, coffin, the music and the Undertaker music and everything. Out of the coffin, it's AJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> and he's laughing. 
He goes, That's... what's so scary about a car? I'm not scared. <laughs> and then basically they filmed it. It was like, it was like a movie. And you know, they make movies with their production company, right? So they know what they're doing. So then boom, they crank Metallica and like you show the Undertaker riding like it through the like the dark roads motorbike? into the cemetery. <laughs> and then they just start going at it. Awesome. Except they had music under it and stuff, like a movie. Dum 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 dum. You know what I mean? Dum dum. Like so it was like <laughs> dramatic type music and stuff. No, it was really well done. Like basically, and you know, wrestling people hate everything. Yes, they do. And they want to hate it. They're like they hate everything, and everyone hates WWE now and think it sucks. I was I, and after people were like epic, A plus. Like yes, yes. people loved it like that. It was just so unique. Real, real cool. If you guys didn't see the Boneyard match. Uh, you can de- definitely check it out. It was really, really, really cool. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get on the grid, sports grid. I'm Marenzi. I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Uh, so we promised to get into some, uh, some uh, the best uh, betting movies of all time uh, talk, and we sort of we got into it a little bit. Well, we got into the sports uh, yeah. movies talk. It was a lot of fun, you know, talking about the different sports movies. And there's so many great sports movies. You kind of I forgot almost. I was like, damn, there actually are just a million great sports movies. But it was your idea, actually, and it was a good one to say best sports betting. Uh, movies and gambling movies, horse racing, poker, yeah. whatever, you know, betting movies. And we got a lot of great feedback, you know, rounders. Rounders uh, is good. People enjoy rounders. Uh, we got a lot of the hustler, you know, yeah. the staying, the hustler, the, uh, the color of money, um, you know, which is, you know, basically the same thing. For me, I'm a big fan of the hustler. I don't know if you've seen it, Cam. The original one, Paul Newman's a kid with Jackie oh, Gleason. Yeah. Yeah, that's a wicked movie. Yeah, and like he can't beat him and stuff. And it's just that <laughs> you know what I mean. And he's like, "You're hustling." He's like, "I'm not hustling." He's like, "You're you won't stop." And you know, he just he's like, "Kid, you can't beat me." You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's keeps losing and losing. Great, just great acting in that. Like it's just so 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 good. Um, I brought up the movie Runner, uh, which is you know I'm not gonna say it's the best of all time, but I enjoyed it. But what you, what are you looking at, Cam? When, when, when you think of best gambling movies, what, what are yours? That's tough. That, there, there, there's so many. I'm going to actually say the ones that I hate, Gabe, the sports gambling movie, I hate the way they glorify it. Like two for the money. And like I know people are talking about it. It's like everybody's cool. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's great. Oh, I got a million dollars. That's not the way it works. If you gamble every day in the casino, that's what you brought up the last point. There's deadbeats. There's high rollers. It's a, it's a varied mix of people. So it's nice when you said, when you were talking about that other movie, like you said, everything was real about it. Like that's my take with owning Mahoney. I don't really know. I find I find the modern day gambling movie, everybody wants to be cool and glorify gambling. Like, hey, we all get rich. It doesn't work. Yeah, that. yeah, I know that one. What, what was it? There was a Wahlberg gambling movie. I forget. I saw it too. No, was it? There was another one, twenty-one. But you're right. Yeah. All these sort of modern ones, where, as you stated, they make it look like cool. You know, they're not cool, but they glamorize it. Well, yeah, the gambler. The, the gambler. Yeah, yeah. It was. There was parts of it that were okay. Yeah. But it was exactly. It was. It wasn't realistic. That's the whole thing. Like, it wasn't realistic. Like, like the two for the money. Yeah, yeah. Like Matthew McConaughey and. And all that type of stuff. So that's not happening. Although it was a good line in that movie. And that's Brandon Lang, right? Yeah. yeah I know Brandon Lang. But it's a good line in the movie when uh, Al Pacino says to him, would you put your house on it? And he goes, with my mother in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. yeah. I, with my I mother. Just, but there's so many. You know what, though? You know what a good one is? And I'm kidding about it, actually, with you. But I'm, I'm dead serious. Is uh, on the right track. With uh, Gary Coleman. I gotta watch that movie now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, on the right track with uh, with Gary Coleman. So basically, Gary Coleman lives in a locker. <laughs> he lives so in this, a locker. Yeah. So this is when um, this is when he was popular on different strokes. Like you know, the show was big, and he, he was so big, he was one of the biggest stars. Like on TV, he actually did, he did a movie. Um, he, he did a movie. 
So, yeah, he lived in a locker. I'm just going to get the exact sort of script uh, here. Yeah, on the right track, and Edith, <laughs> Edith uh, from um, Archie Bunker. On the right track, 1981. See another one, 1981. American comedy film featuring Gary Coleman. Um, after the de debut of the sitcom Different Strokes, Gary Coleman quickly gained popularity. Uh, they put a movie project together for him. On the right track was the first movie developed uh, for him. All right, uh, Gary Coleman stars as a homeless shoeshine boy named Lester who lives in a locker in Union Station in Chicago. That's, that's Poor great. kid, he lives in a locker. I know, great premise. Yeah, you never get away with this now. And like, oh, hey, I know. He's going to live Absolute in a locker as a kid alone. Yeah. Already a beloved figure among the staff at the station who look after him, and after suffering attempts to move him to an orphanage, he finds great popularity after it's revealed he has an amazing talent for picking winners at the horse track. Amazing. <laughs> On the right track, right? I uh, I gotta watch this movie. Like, hey, listen to the cast: yeah. Gary Coleman is Lester. Yep. Maureen Stapleton, who was Edith. Um, yep. Mary the Bag Lady. Mary the Bag Lady. That was his buddy. Like oh. uh, he hung out with her. I heard that uh, chicken real life is really I, hard to deal with. I love this. Norman <laughs> Fell is the mayor. Mr. Roper. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a great cast. I love this. Mr. Yeah, Bill Miller. Russell, the basketball player, was in it. Um, oh, yeah. No, it's, you know, like I said, it's it's not a serious movie. It's a 1981 comedy, but you see it's a good cast, and it's actually a good script. So suddenly he's got, like, sort of mobsters that are, like, you know, they're all over him for picks, and then he finds out he's all popular, and he's, you know, life's great, and he's going to move into a house and stuff. But, but then he starts losing Cam, and everyone, like uh, – he learns the lesson that they were only my friends because I was picking winners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the right track. Uh, yeah, we, we, you know, we definitely encourage people to watch it. It's, it's been, old school. Yeah. I, I, you've been telling me for two years to watch this movie. I got to get around to it. Yeah, it's, it's old school. You know, we talk about White Men Can't Jump. White I Men love Can't Jump is a basketball movie, but it is a gambling movie. It's not as gambling, yes. Like Woody yeah. Harrelson, that's why he's got his problem. He's a better, yeah. right? He yes. played on basketball when he played. Uh, then he's, you know, he hustles people on the street. Like, so that's what I liked about that movie, that it's real life. That was realistic. There are guys that do that, Ken. I lived in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, people play for money on the street all the time. Oh, for sure they like, do. And you're betting on yourself, essentially. Sure. New York, they do it all the time, too. Yeah. Those are, they got cash stuff. Like a lot of those great players, street ball for money. They, yeah, that's is. the way it go. Yeah, And you know what's the best? So, yeah, Kevin Walsh told a great story. We were talking about, um, I saw a special on the Gaudis. And the Gaudis, like, were from Queens. Yes. And I said, so, yeah, Kevin. And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, uh, John Gaudi's grandkid. I was in the same class with him in a couple of classes. Awesome. And uh, I said, oh, and he had crazy stories, right? And it's John Gaudi's grandson and stuff. So he told a story about how Gotti's grandkid and stuff, he told him, yeah, come play basketball. We'll play for money. And uh, they went to, like, Gotti's hood and stuff. Um, it's like uh, Howard Beach. They went to, to um, their neck of the woods, their neighborhood, and they played basketball for money and stuff. And Kevin Walsh teams won. Yeah. And... Uh, they told him F off after they, they didn't pay. They just walked away. <laughs> what, what are you going to do too? Right? At the time. Honestly, that makes me sick. I'll tell you. And I'll, I just want to say. You got one, money out of three. Out of I just want to say one thing. That is a human being move. That is almost like next to being a diddler, like pulling that. I'm going to like welch on a bet and do stuff like that. That tells you about your character. Like, how many bets have we had before? Ah, yeah, whatever. Well, I don't have to buy. The, it was for fun. That's like Joe Pesci in the movie, though, right? He show up to collect. They said, yeah, Joe has the best uh, system. If he wins, he collects. If he loses, he collects. Yes. Remember in that, that scene, and he's like, no, 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 I thought you laid the points. He goes, no, no, I took the points. <laughs> I was taking. Yeah. I was taking. I was taking the points. <laughs> um, so, you know, look at the gambling movies. There's, you know, like I said, the hustlers at like the top of the list, but Bad Lieutenant, Bad Lieutenant, it's a crazy movie, it's very intense. They remade it with Nicolas Cage, yeah, and it's not, it's not nothing the same as like the original Bad Lieutenant, which was very gritty. So it's like a New York cop, who um, a New York cop, who is a degenerate gambler, 
All right. But he bets on sports. So that's what makes it cool. So he's a big degenerate, this guy. And he's a cop, but he's getting in deep. He's down like a couple of hundred K to like people that are serious. So he's down a couple hundred thousand dollars. He's trying to bet his way out of it uh, with the with the uh, the Dodgers and the Mets. And it's just that that zigzag cam, yeah. like the movie <laughs> that you actually like if you're a gambler, you actually feel for it. Yeah. Because it's like he takes the Mets, the Dodgers win. Yep. Next game, he takes the Dodgers, the Mets win. Mets win. <laughs> like, he couldn't pick a winner in the series. Yeah, and I've been tilt. there before, bro. I've been there where it's like, for the love of God. You're on tilt. I had this, I had You're this, not now thinking. I feel what I mean. Yeah. You can't get in the zone. And every decision he made is wrong all the time. <laughs> yep. So he keeps, like, compounding it by doubling up, doubling up. And he's wrong. He's wrong. He's wrong. And then he just starts breaking down. But there's a reward out. For these to these guys, there's a reward, and even though he's a cop, he wanted the money for the reward. He should have just arrested him, but he wanted the money. So his big plan was to capture them, and and then get the reward and get out of trouble. But he sort of realizes, I'm not getting out of trouble. <laughs> Good idea, though. Yeah, no, the, the scene. Like I said, I don't, I'm not. I'm not going to give away twists and plots and stuff, but. There's a scene where he's sitting there and they smoke crack together. Like they're in handcuffs. That's awesome. They're <laughs> like he arrests these two guys, all right? They're in handcuffs. Except he doesn't take them to jail. And they're like, what are you doing with us? Where, where, where are we going? Like they're kind of worried, right? They go into like a dungy apartment. They sit down and they watch a baseball game. That's awesome. And they're handcuffed, all right? And Harvey Keitel is like smoking rock. Yeah. Watching the baseball game. Uh, Harvey Keitel. And if you remember, he famously like used to moan and cry. <laughs> it was like, like they would, like it would be like four nothing Dodgers. He'd be like, he's trying to like cry. <laughs> he's smoking rock. And then he looks over at them and he holds the pipe for them. <laughs> he goes, here, here, take, take some. <laughs> there's, there's so many great lines in the movie too. Like, He's doing lines like in, a, in an apartment building hallway. He's like crushing lines off his wallet. This lady comes out and sees him. And he just looks at her. Police business. Half off. <laughs> <laughs> Great lines. I know. Like he's he's over the top. Like it's just it's an over the top movie. Um, it is a little disturbing. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like there's parts of it you're like, oh, it's a little over the top and hardcore. But it was basically like as real life as you could get. He was a New York cop, not in uniform. He's like a detective and murders and stuff. So like, it's sort of like he's seen it all in life. He's worn out. There's people dying around him and he's like, doesn't really phase him anymore. He's just betting on sports and like he's yeah. racking up a massive debt, but a great movie, Bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant, no, you're, you're right though. It's kind of like the, one of those movies it's amazingly done, but like there's scenes that'll shock you. Like you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like they pushed the envelope big time when they made that one. It's kind of like Blue Velvet. Like it was crazy. My I watched that movie with my brother when I was young. Like what the hell is going on? Dennis Hopper's got like a gas mask and like all sorts of weird. Like I'm like, I shouldn't be watching this movie this young. But anyway, good film. <laughs> so uh, we got a lot of great feedback from your. Um... Uh, your Rex Ryan feet rant. Oh, yeah, because like, <laughs> I love it. People agree. Like, I get it. Some people have a foot fetish. Here's my thing. I don't mind a foot in a shoe. That could be, like, attractive. But once the shoe comes off and it's just stinky feet, like, I just don't, like, I don't <laughs> understand feet, man. There's so many beautiful elements to the woman's body. You don't need feet. You're saying, you're saying, you're like, saying that the, foot, the foot's not the first one you're going to be going with here. <laughs> no! It's the, the last. I don't want to be smelling it. Even chicks get foot odor. Like you got me and you got swamp foot. Like you don't think uh, their, their their feet smell sometimes? They do. Um, sad news. Sad news um, from from the sports world. Actually, I wanted to bring up uh, just because he was such a good kicker. Uh, Tom Dempsey, New Orleans Saints cab. Wow. The sixty-three yeah. yarder. He passed away. Yeah, coronavirus got him. Unfortunately. Uh, he Tom Dempsey, man, this is a, that guy's former one of the New Orleans State kicker, kicker Tom Dempsey, who famously made a 63-yard field goal in 1970, despite being born 
without toes on his right kicking foot, died due to complications of coronavirus at 73 years old. Wow. Yeah, yeah, died over the weekend, so I wanted to uh, pay pay tribute to. Exactly, remember, he didn't have toes. He was a kicker. And he kicked like Guys, think about that in 1970. All right? Yeah. 63 yards, 1970. Think now. And nowadays, like we talk about it, like like Norwood's a good example. It wasn't a chip shot in those days to make a 47-yarder on grass. You know what I mean? It used to be like, wow, 50 yards, you'd be like holding your breath. Ah, I don't know, maybe, maybe. You know what I mean? Nowadays, Cam, I I admit, I get mad when guys miss 50-yarders. Yeah, they should be. Like Hoshka missed like a couple of 52-yarders. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? You got to make make 50-yarders. And like today's day and age, for me, it's like 54 and unders almost. Yeah, you better make that. I'll tell you about Stephen Hoshka because he's a Seahawks kicker. He's amazing for a while, but when he gets in his head, he misses some real bad kicks. It gets one of those things like. Well, I remember last year with the Bills, it was yeah. out of control. He was missing yeah, everything, extra points. It was like, oh, you're right. He had the yips. It's like yeah. he got the yips or something. Yeah, he, he was on tilt too. Yeah, he just forgot how to kick. But I'm just saying, like, you look at all the great field goal kickers nowadays, and kickers are good. Well, they, yeah, we say that. They actually had a bad year last year, kickers, yeah. but you know what I mean? The Tuckers, the Zerlines, these guys, they can drill at 60 yards. and, and But but you see, like uh, Butker, the guy on Kansas City, he just put a video out, actually, of him working out. He booted a 77-yarder, all right? <laughs> really? 77 yards. Yeah, but you guys, they never do it in games. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? You always hear, oh, in, in warm-up, we saw him drilling them from 64. Yeah, 67. Well, he just missed a 55-er. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you see it all the time. That's what I'm saying. So 1970, guys, the ball was in his, like, didn't fly as much. Like, the air, like, just, it was freaking impossible, guys. Like, a 63-yarder in 1970, like, at the time, and even now, like, people, like, should recognize what a great feat it was. Pardon the pun. Yeah, no, great feat. You talk about this. Guys have special kicking uh, shoes right now. This guy's missing toes. He also kicked it he had a half week. a foot. You remember? He, I remember as a kid, I'm like, that guy's got half a foot only. He His didn't shoot. Was like, like straight. Yes, he didn't do the soccer uh, soccer kick either. You see the old kickers with the like straight on approach and stuff like that. Like Dempsey, that's he's a miracle for doing that stuff. Like that's crazy. That you know, was was a cool kicker. Or Morton Anderson. <laughs> I like Morton Anderson too. One of my favorites. Very good kicker. Who else was a good kicker back then? Morton Anderson was probably the best of the best. More, more was good. And once again, we're going to a break. I know I always get these stories right. right we're going to a break in a second, but we'll we'll get the, the Morton Anderson story after. Uh, but yeah, so um, our condolences to the Dempsey family. And 73, not that old, actually. It is old, but you know what I mean? It just goes to show coronavirus doesn't play around. It, it, it really doesn't. Um, so a tribute and our, our prayers and condolences uh, to the Dempsey family, one of the great, all-time great NFL uh, kickers. Game time decision continues. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 